True story. Mm. I'm serving at church last Sunday and we're doing mic checks and having like the morning uh, meeting and everything. And within a matter of like three minutes, there was a reference to New Girl and another reference, of course, to The Office. And nice. I was like, wow, that is relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Culturally <Yes>. speaking. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Welcome to Dummies with Wisdom. <laughs> got the dummies ben and jj coming at you with wisdom from the bible and beyond this is dummies with wisdom well welcome to another podcast if you couldn't understand from that just amazingly uh just just genius introduction there we have the best um, intros. Our question today comes from a listener to a different thing. Uh, <laughs> again, oh, yeah, from, that thing. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Coming from my church, yeah. Uh, how does the church stay culturally relevant through ideas such as women in leadership, equality, and COVID? And this question was actually asked like in the middle of COVID. So the question, you know, isn't necessarily culturally relevant today, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> In its oh day, goodness. in its time, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Hey, some people, COVID's still like very much alive for. That's true. That's true. I'll give some you that. reason though, not real. No, I mean, I don't know. There's some people who are, at least to the extent that we're whatever. That's a that's a big rabbit trail we go down. Yep. Uh, but, that, yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. This topic is. I think this is probably speaking of relevancy, maybe one of the more like. It's definitely not like a like a core something like we kind of talk about, but it's definitely I think up there as far as like important discussions to talk about. Yeah. Because I think all like the relevancy of what scripture says is ultimately what we're trying what we're kind of trying to figure out. Sure. Um, and I do think I think when you start boiling it down, there are a lot of things that kind of ebb and flow with culture that there is like stuff in scripture that is pulled from culture to help us better or to help the people then better understand, you know, how to understand the world and how to understand their God and understand each other and themselves and whatever. Um, and the same way, you know, those same uh, principles can be applied to today. Yeah. But then, you know, how far do you take that to where you start talking into, okay, well, Paul may have said this in, you know Ephesians, but that's not really culturally relevant today. You know that type of thing. So it's like, which is a topic all in itself, right? Or like the arguments of you know, old, um, old covenant versus new covenant. You yeah. know, like that's obviously mm-hmm. two different, very different millenniums of cultures and differences between those two things. Both you know, same gods and control both of those, but obviously two different you know implementations when it comes to are what affects us and so it's very real but i think we it's that's why it is important because this is something that you can't just gloss over and kind of pick a topic out and say oh yeah this is either relevant or irrelevant because that becomes more about you and that circumstance this is more of you you really do have to dig into the weeds a little bit to figure out okay you know this isn't you know this isn't my bible this is you know god's word and right. his you know, 
what he has set forth for us to, um, or how he has set forth this world to, uh, geez, I can't talk, how he has set <laughs> up this world to function, uh, you know, the best way possible. And right. so, Cultural relevancy is, is a very, not pun intended, it's a very relevant question. Um, I think I, I think I just literally just did the same thing like did, two did minutes you? ago. Yeah, I was wow. like speaking of like, <laughs> but it is I, it's, it's relevant. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention anyway. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, it, it is a very relevant question because we do want to stay culturally relevant in in certain aspects. You know, like when we're talking about like you know the switch from like hymns to contemporary music, like mm. that sticking to hymns because of tradition and everything. Like that that that's not a good way. Generally speaking. Not a generally good way to get um, new people, get younger people involved in the church. And so that's one way where, you know, even if you don't really like contemporary music, that's probably in some sense the way to go because you need to stay relevant to the culture or else like you will be left in the dust. That being said, through something like Women in Leadership, you know, that's that's not a matter of just practicality. That's a matter of theology and doctrine Mm -hmm. and to some extent even just Christian orthodoxy. And we, we don't want to ever bend a knee on our theology and our doctrine for the sake of cultural relevancy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's obviously women in leadership is a very debated topic within the church. It, there's there's good answers on both sides. You know, um, I would tend to fall more on the uh, pro- more on the complementarian side, but I'd say more of a, a softer mm-hmm. complementarian, not not right. You know, not anywhere near like the the patri- patriarchal structure or mentality. But <laughs> right. um, you know that that shouldn't change. My mentality should not change because we live in a culture that is pushing feminism. You know, if mm. if my if my theology is wrong, or you know, if we're talking about some topic where we do have theology that may be wrong, then that's a different topic. But we never want to just throw our theology, throw our doctrine out the window for sake of cultural relevancy. Because as soon as we start to let the culture determine our beliefs and determine the way that we do church or the way we live our faith, mm. like w- when we throw out one aspect, even if it's just something as like women in leadership eventually you start throwing out other things and eventually you get to like these church quote churches that are like universalist churches where it's like come and practice your spirituality mm-hmm. i mean that's a little bit extreme that those do exist but that's they, probably they a little bit yeah. extreme example but mm-hmm. if we just start getting rid of our theology to be culturally relevant yeah. eventually we're not going to have any more any theology left essentially and we might be the most culturally relevant thing but we'll no longer be the church or no longer yeah. be christian like women leadership's a really good one um I mean, honestly, all any topic that's going to, you know, be, <laughs> I'm using relevant again. Any <laughs> any topic that is relevant in the conversation, it's probably going to strike a nerve with someone, you know. Yeah. Or else, I don't think people would necessarily have that great opinions on it. Um, but I think of worship is another big one. Like, how do we? You kind of you you started in on it a little bit with like the hymns and you know the kind of our contemporary music, but like the big one now is like, okay, how many? How many lights are too much? You know, you start getting into that. You start getting 17. into seventeen it's in the lights. Bible. <laughs> Specifically, it's in Leviticus. seventeen in Leviticus seventeen. LEDs. Yeah, uh, the L stands for Leviticus. The L stands Leviticus, <laughs> Exodus, Deuteronomy. Exodus, Deuteronomy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the nerdiest oh, joke I think I've ever that was, said. <laughs> that was bad. We might be a little too comfortable today. Um, but yeah, like with worship, and then like. Like, me and you specifically, I think we've come, maybe something that, uh, like, hits this topic a little better is, like, like the wording and, like, 
like the repetitiveness of a lot of like modern day worship songs it's like okay at what point are we just kind of throwing out music to be modernized and to just kind of throw it into like the mainstream wash of everything yeah. that's that we're just throwing in the culture, which I mean, okay, like in some, in one instance, all right, maybe it can't hurt, but at the same time, like we look at our scripture and like, you know, when David is like singing his new songs and like, he is like on his knees crying before the Lord and like these people in scripture are lamenting and they're going through things. And that's how these like worshipful, um, not songs, what would you call it? Like worshipful acts, I guess, or worshipful, yeah. um, whatever you call it. Um, like that is how like the the spirit of the Lord moves through them. You know, it's not just us throwing words on a wall kind of mindlessly and going about it, which is very much culturally kind of how things go. You know, and that's kind yeah. of the, the relevancy aspect of like how can we and that that is a big deal. Like we've talked about this with um, a lot of churches and the way that they structure themselves and how we disagree because they're too culturally relevant because they're trying too hard to like meet with the culture and go along the river in the river with them, you know, to a certain extent, they can start going over some of those boundaries that we see in scripture, you know? Yeah. So with, with the three examples that were given in this question, I mean, we kind of hit women in leadership. I think that's a pretty mm-hmm. much like, that's a, that's a theological question. Yep. Like I per, personally figure out where you stand exactly. And not just because of what culture tells you or what your pastor tells you, but where do you actually stand? And not even necessarily like, where's your hard line? Cause I don't even know if I really would say I have a, you know, a compl- I have a line in the sand, but like there's, I don't like shy of that. I don't know where like my line is, is, you know, of mm. where is it acceptable? Where is it not acceptable? But that's where I'm basing that decision on is it has nothing to do with what the cultural feminists tell me that women should be able to do. It's what does the mm-hmm. Bible say? Now, something like equality and uh, COVID, mm. obviously the Bible does not speak necessarily directly to them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important. We, we It's important when we're talking about those topics to meet people where they're at first and foremost. And that's mm. not to say that we change our theology, that we change our philosophy, that we change our methodology, but that yeah. we change where we where the starting point is at. Mm-hmm. We don't want to let how we think about that how we think about a topic in the church or in a certain situation drive the narrative of the overall, like feminism. Yes, we are against conservatives. Like we're against the feminist like mindset, but as Christians, we're also very much for like the fact that women are also made in God's image, that women are just as valuable. We would say that they have, you know, a, a different, not just genetic makeup, but like uh, they're made differently to compliment mm-hmm. men in marriage, in the family, in even in the church. Yeah. But we also don't want to give in to like, hey, yeah, we're feminists because it, feminism is not just a matter of of promoting women. It's now like a Marxist mentality that's pushing mm. for these progressive ideals. So to to say all to say all that, we I, I, we we have to start with not just pushing people away because of because we stand opposed on a on a broader scale to some of these culturally rele- cultural relevancy debates i guess or whatever mm-hmm. but we also don't want to approach them in a way that anybody who is on the side of feminism or is on the side of um you know black equality or whatever that we're pushing them out the door because we take such a hard stance mm-hmm. against that as a whole and i mean Quite honestly, I would argue that there's a lot of stuff that we're against that we shouldn't be like promoting this huge, mm. 
thing against it. Like we, it, we, yep. we should be, we should 100%. stand, state our, our, our positions. Yeah. But, you know, kind of like um, going back to the Calvinism debate, like if we're, if we're pushing something like every single week, then we're, that isn't a core theological position. Then we're taking something that's probably on the fringes and making it core. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like, I think what you said to start it all off was key. And I think we kind of lead on in almost all our podcasts of this is like, it has to start with you. You know, your proper approach is going to start with your own approach to other people. Um, and like, even your, even your feminist, you know, kind of talking about the feminist thing and like black lives matter, even thinking about COVID when you're talking about some of that stuff, like specifically on the COVID end, like, no Christian conservative who was rejecting like the vaccine or anything was like, okay, I want to say that no. that's the normal Christian conservative. We'll say that the normal Christian conservative of right mind. Cause there were a lot of not so great minds on every single spectrum of this argument. No, um, none of the, none of them like for you, like you were supposed to like, you didn't get the vaccine. Like right. you weren't against health. You're not against like, People like you're you don't like the fact that people I definitely are wanted sick. everybody's grandma to die. That's why I didn't do it. Exactly. Like <laughs> you don't like the fact that people are getting sick. You like and like you want to take steps to be smart about our own health and to take care of ourselves because we do have a a God given responsibility to take care of our bodies to get you know take care of what He's given us to be good stewards of it. Um, but that also plays into that you know so it's a different right. worldview and it's a different thing and to play into culture and to go with the flow of things is I think in, in that circumstance of what we had, that was a good example of like, it was, I, I understand where people came from and where culture came from because on the face of it, it did seem pretty crazy. I put a lot of that on the leadership for, there was probably some, not so good stuff that was pushed out right at the beginning that, you know, as far as what they were telling us facts. Sure. Um, but at the same time, it is, it really is a responsibility to figure out what is best for, what is best for our bodies. You know what? And yeah. I think in the, in, in the end, that was the ultimate argument for the quote unquote, I don't even want to call them anti-vaxxers because I know a lot of people who are got vaccinated or who had, you know, they get shots and do all this stuff and they're like on the keto diets every other week and all this other stuff and whatever. Yeah. But when it came to COVID itself, there just wasn't enough information and there was a lot of information floating around both sides that no one knew what to do with. Still don't. And that's where, it, and still don't. And that's where they were, at least now we're starting to get to a little better spot. But I think that's where as a church, you have to approach that aspect of it of, okay, I don't care personally, I don't care whether you got vaccinated or unvaccinated, did you approach it in that uh, frame of mind, if that makes sense? Did you approach that with the, the stewardship of your own body? Did you approach it with, um, not just on your own, did you approach it with your family, with your friends, you know, to not only conquer, like, the physical issue that we we're dealing with, but also the cultural issue that we're dealing with of the fear, you know, and of people legitimately dying, and um, you know, the narratives, good and bad, and as confusing as they were, that were crashing together, you know, how are we moving through that together? You know, that's how you, that's how you counteract the culture aspect, and then you bring the theology of the scripture, which, like, you, I think you're a great example of doing that. 
on the like the non you know vac side yeah and with with all these things kind of like what you just said you know the the theology the theology is the basis of of the argument whether or not it's actually there so like with with anything i think the you know how do you stay culturally relevant when when we're talking about an issue of cultural relevancy and i I mean, the the question is going to be essentially: Should we change X, Y, or Z to be more relevant in our culture? Mm. the The first question I would ask is: Is what what does the Bible directly say about it? You know, there's mm-hmm. there's there's some obviously there's some issues that you know transgender stuff. Bible's pretty clear on that. It's it's you know there's no like verse that is directly word for word talking about today but there's a lot in the bible that is directly talking about being made in god's image and god creating you male and female and so on and so forth mm. and so so the, my first question was what what, what what does the bible say directly about it and mm-hmm. then what does the bible potentially say indirectly about it and mm. i think that's that's a that's a debatable topic because i mean the bible's been used to push slavery some people will use the bible to push abortion like there's there's obvious limits on that but there's obviously there's things that the Bible says that directly, they directly apply to a situation, but the Bible is not speaking directly about that topic. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. that, that indirect kind of thing. And if, if there's essentially nothing much on either of those things, then the question is, why should we not be culturally relevant in this way? You know, mm-hmm. as, as technology progresses and, you know, we went from having incandescent light bulbs in the ceiling to, hey, we can have like stage lighting, yeah, you know, what what does the Bible say directly about stage lighting? Mm-hmm. I would argue essentially zero. What does it say <laughs> yeah. indirectly about about stage lighting? Well, you could you could look at some maybe some depending on what why you're thinking about doing it, maybe stuff about pride, um mm-hmm. stuff about good stewardship, um maybe just leadership in your church and their opinions mm-hmm. on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but again, like that's 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 indirect and that wouldn't even necessarily apply. Yeah. In the end, I would say the Bible does not say anything on a broad scale. Now, if if your church is barely making ends meet and somebody decides we need to spend eighty thousand dollars on lighting, you know, then I would say that yes, that's, the Bible does apply. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not even about the lighting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but then the question is like, why why should we not buy stage lighting and and be culturally relevant? Because we are we the church and us as people you know as 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 the bible preaches a lot like especially like second peter like we are exiles from like we we are exiles in our countries because you know we are citizens of the kingdom while also mm. citizens of our country but we we take like the whole like in the world and not of the world and yeah. turn it into a not of the world therefore not in the world and if mm. we're going to bring people in we have to be somewhat culturally relevant like there is nothing wrong in my opinion with making an office joke in a sermon or office mm-hmm. reference. I've heard a lot of people do it. Most people understand them. It's funny. Get over it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What's another, what's another example? Help me out. There are apparently there's a bunch of churches who are getting together and they're all watching like football together after church. I was like, actually a pretty solid idea. Like, oh yeah. That, that would, that would apply to like, that actually would in a good way apply. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I I think that, that like the, but there would be a lot of people that would argue against that. Especially like That's fair. if you're Within following the church, the church service, yeah. but like like, like yeah. something like that. Like, is what does the Bible say about that? Well, it says that God's a fan of the Packers and obviously a Buckeye. Um, but other than that, um, yeah. <laughs> um, all the all the blessing in Ohio went to Ohio State apparently. All the what? All the blessings in Ohio just went straight to Ohio State. That's all he had left for Ohio. 
Yeah, Cleveland was left with the curses. <laughs> <laughs> they should just name their team teams that. All, all of them. <laughs> all curses. of them are the Cleveland curses. <laughs> Doesn't matter the sport. Um, but but it's 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 things like that. It's you know it's it's outreach things such as that where it's like it doesn't even really necessarily make like you 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 can't really go after a program like that with a this is what we need to do because of the Bible says this. That's right. a hey, we're gonna get we could get some people in here, mm-hmm. even if it's just for football and they don't even like we don't yeah we have no devotional we have no prayer like we're just here to watch football and you're immersing people into that Christian culture. That can honestly turn people. You know, the, yeah. it, it it's the small. It can it can be the smallest thing that turns people away, but it can also be the smallest thing that brings people in. Mm-hmm. And if if we refuse to be relevant for the sake of tradition or for the sake of honestly, it's usually just for the sake of tradition. There's yeah. uh, when it comes down to it, you might use a theological argument, but it comes down to essentially tradition. If if we refuse to to change our ways in any way because of the sake of tradition. We're like we're we're gonna lose, not just the culture war which we're already losing. We're like we're gonna we're gonna lose everything. And I think you're yeah. seeing you're seeing that with with how the church is today. You've got, uh, there's most churches are either big or small, and not necessarily mm-hmm. like huge mega church, but like there's not a lot of churches in like the two to two fifty range. They're usually yeah. either bigger or they're smaller. Because, and and the ones that are smaller a lot of times are dying or are going to die the ones that are bigger a lot of times have something figured out and yeah. because they have some sort of relevancy even mm-hmm. like, we we don't need to be relevant in all ways yeah exactly like be countercultural like if if you if if your church is complementarian and doesn't allow women to be pastors be countercultural in that way we have to be countercultural but we're still within mm-hmm. the culture and so, if we're yeah. acting countercultural in in every way, and not just in theological ways, then we're we're what? What's our purpose at that point? I mean, if you're not if you're not countercultural, you can't really have an impact by not being. You can still be countercultural and irrelevant, right? And I think a lot of churches yeah. are irrelevant, irrelevant by being countercultural. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So absolutely. because of their counterculturalism. They they lose traction, and I think that might be the biggest issue that a lot of churches have. But again, like we've been talking about, you don't want to go so far to the other the extreme that you got so much traction now you're now you're just cultural, like you know you're just you're just straight up relevant, like you're just yeah. you're just another building along with everything else that's going on in your town or city or state country mm-hmm. whatever, right. Um, and so I think it's finding that's why it is important, and that's why you have to you have to dive in deep, and you have to you have to really know what you believe, because you're not going to be able to effectively apply what you know and what you believe to be countercultural, and also to have that relevancy in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between just pissing people off, but also being of a different mind than someone else. And walking alongside them. And I think that's the entire point. They still might get pissed off at that, but yeah. at least it's not you just shooting darts at them. You know, let the let the let the Lord do that. You know, if if anyone's gonna piss someone off, let the Lord do that. that you just walk in with the info. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would buy that t-shirt. <laughs> I would buy that t-shirt. But I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think that if there's anything that I try to live by personally, it's like, all right. If what pisses someone off came from the Lord, I think we're okay. You know, if that's the reason why, if they're pissed off for another reason, I probably screwed up at some point. You yeah. know? And so, yeah. <laughs> That what what you said about you know countercultural and being irrelevant is is so true, and I think if if we're if we're not asking the question how can we change constantly, not mm. not change night and day, how can we alter something? How can we yeah. alter our youth program on Wednesday nights? How can we alter um, our technical side? How can we alter our men's ministry? How can we alter whatever? Yeah. How can we alter our foyer for crying out loud? How can we how can we alter the coffee to make it more inviting? Right. Um, I mean, we went to, we went to that church in college that people showed up early for the for the uh, like breakfast snacks and everything. Like people would yeah. show up half an hour early just because there was donuts and muffins and stuff. Yeah. I'm like that incredible. And I did, and I never woke up before nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. I mean, Not we were there. We were in college for crying out loud. Yeah, like, why, I why would we want to go woke early? Up at seven thirty to go eat donuts. And it was a half hour drive. Too. Like it wasn't like it was a walk across the street. Yeah. But little things like that Gee, are what are Jesus wo- will do to you. <laughs> Dude, donuts changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> but yeah, I think we I think we always if if we're not asking how can we how can we change for the better and how mm-hmm. can we stay relevant while staying true to the Bible, yeah. then we're gonna be left in the dust. Exactly. At some point, not now, later. Yeah, yeah, because it's. Just like our, like our relationship with the Lord, should be like growing and changing and evolving. Like culture is doing the same way, usually in the opposite direction. Yeah. You know. So like, as you continue to grow, I think that's another thing of like, okay, cool, we we found a good lane here. That's not going to last forever because the more and more you go, the more and more culture will veer off. Therefore, okay, it gets harder and harder to stay relevant as you're drifting the other way. As you're learning more things, as you're learning a completely different worldview than the rest of the world is, you know, the farther apart you get, the harder it becomes to stay relevant, which you see that in places, you know, um, you know, in other countries that Christianity is not, you know, liked upon and people are getting, you know, persecuted for it and killed for it. That's a that's the ultimate example of where culture absolutely completely is opposite of everything anything everything that a christian would stand for but somehow there are people who are still able to stay relevant though it may be quiet in some instances you know there's there's a reason why they have record numbers of believers you know and people coming to jesus somehow because for one jesus is powerful but two his people are able to somehow stay relevant even yeah. though they could be farther different from mm-hmm. their culture itself. Yeah. So make your church relevant. Keep your theology th- true. Amen. We'll, uh, we'll be looking at getting those shirts out to you guys here pretty soon. Thumbs <laughs> <laughs> with us in dot com uh, backslash store. <laughs> uh, we'd get, we'd get some backlash on that one. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think we make some money though too. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Only from the culturally relevant people. Only from the culturally relevant people. <laughs> and that'll be that'll be on the back. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, again, continue to send us in your questions. Send us in your comments. Share with your friends. Do it all. <laughs> Do it all. See ya. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom. 